Welcome to the GT Podcast, where we talk about all the things grit and tenacity. The power of showing up confidently and authentically in your life, sprinkling in sales training built for female entrepreneurs. Hey, girlfriends, welcome back to another episode of the GT Podcast, where we talk all things grit and tenacity and sprinkling in a little bit of sales training. I hope you all had a really great Thanksgiving. Most of you by now know how much I love this holiday and our family tradition. It's honestly the one time a year that I think we intentionally slow down and make a point to reflect. Every morning at the beach, I saw the sunrise. I took out my journal with the intent to write. Instead, what I found was myself and my feelings. I was, I was feeling all the feels during this time. I was feeling joy, disappointment, love, gratitude, anger, even fear, then back to excitement and feeling blessed beyond measure. I'm sharing all of this with you because we have to allow ourselves to feel life. Beyond that, we need to process why we feel the way that we do and get right with it. Otherwise, it starts to show up in areas of your life that you least expect it. One of those being your sales process and your sales conversations. One of the many reasons that I love teaching on the subject of emotions and selling is because it's not talked about in the corporate. In fact, I would argue um, that you're viewed as weak, unstable, or too high of a risk maybe even if you're openly emotional and nobody wants to deal with your emotions, right, in corporate when you're selling. They just want you to get in there, do your job, sell, hit your numbers, have that, you know, resilience mindset, overcome all of the the no's and the self-doubt on your own, right? Not a whole lot of support from my experience in helping you um, really maintain your emotional endurance during this time. I want to show you how being vulnerable um, and really throwing away all the masculine norms that we've been taught year after year in, in corporate America and in the business world is not the way. People crave authenticity. People crave to know that you care about them and they want you to, to walk the walk. They want you to show them that, not just on a 15-minute sales cycle where they know they're being sold, right? And then you walk away from it and they never hear from you again. So, you know, we are humans with emotions and bottom line, guys, emotions drive us. So why not give your engine that fuel it deserves to go and to go the speed that you're asking it to go every day? So if uh, you've been looking for permission to have feelings around selling, here's your sign, my friend. If you're not in an environment that tells you the opposite, run If you're in that environment where you feel like you can't be your authentic self and you have to hide yourself, run. Run. That's not the way of the new world. The new world is creating transparency um, and, and visibility into things that we've never had visibility into before. And people can sniff out bullshit a million miles away. Uh, and I don't want that to be you. So as we go into December... Let's dial it back a little bit, less aggressive here. Um, I thought it would be a good time to really take a look at the psychology behind selling. That means that we have to look inward and outward. If we want January, because I know we're all thinking about our New Year's resolutions. I know we're all already quarterly planning into Q1 of 2024. And so if we want January and Q1 of 2024 to be that year of renewed focus, 
we have to know what's been working well and where we need to do the work. Sometimes it's just having a different thought or feeling around selling or maybe even aha moment that you take into that new year that helps you approach selling differently than last year. All of that to say, I am so glad that you're here on this journey with me. Let's dive in. Okay, so you've heard me in other uh, podcasts already talk about the sales formula, which is authenticity, curiosity, plus the desire to help equals confident selling. If you're struggling with getting those sales to close, I'm willing to bet it's because you've lost either your authenticity, curiosity, or the desire to help along the way. And what I want you to know is that all of this is natural and a cycle, and it happens to everybody, myself included. The beauty of sales, though, is it's truly a formula. And if you look, it will give you the data that you ask for. You just have to be brave enough to look. The next few weeks, I want to really break down each one of these and how they can have a major impact in your results, as well as sneak up on you if you're not paying attention and careful. So let's dive in with authenticity. You know, consumers today value authenticity and are more likely to engage with and make purchases from those that they perceive as genuine and transparent. Okay, I think that we can all agree that that makes sense, right? So why is it that authenticity is so easy for us to lose during the selling process? If you're telling me that all I have to do is show up and be myself every single day, why don't we do that? Why does that get lost? Well, it's been forever. I've been married for almost 11 years, going on 12 in August. Um, but the best scenario that I could really talk or think to relate it to is dating. Okay, so when you're dating someone, think back if you're married, think back, or maybe you're currently in the dating process now. Do you naturally put yourself out there 100% the first date? I don't remember doing that. So if you do, kudos to you. But more often than not, it's not likely that you're going to do that. You are a version of yourself, sure, but there's a part of you that you hide. During the date, whether you realize it or not, you're picking up on verbal and nonverbal cues that tell your brain whether it's safe to let a little more of you show or not. And this, my friend, is a part of the selling cycle that we do every day in every conversation. Um, so I just wanted to point that out there. But Let's say that you've had a series of dates that don't go as planned and Mr. Charming isn't Mr. Charming, right? And soon what will happen is you've started to internalize everything, made all the disappointments about the things that are wrong. You've made them all about you. And not only is your self-esteem taking a hit, so are all the future opportunities of finding Mr. Right, finding the one. Because you see, we are a product of all of our circumstances. And each scenario or each um, connectivity that we make formulates a new thought or a new process around that scenario. So in this case, dating, right? And so you've had all these series of bad oopses and, and not finding Mr. Right. And so all of a sudden you start thinking, what's wrong with me? Why can't I find Mr. Right? When really, you're not the problem, you're just in the wrong space and time. You're not looking in the right places, right? So 
again, we start to internalize all this. And it's because we're putting ourselves out there and we're asking other people to buy what we're offering. In other words, buy you, right? All of you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I don't know about you, but I remember that being one of the scariest moments. If we're being honest, though, running a business is a lot like dating. You have to figure out your target audience, right? So what kind of men are you attracted to or not attracted to or partner or whatever, right? You have to track them and then you have to have them buy what you're selling. What you're selling is personal, okay? It started with a thought or an idea that you guys have the guts to see through. You're asking someone to form an opinion of what you are offering and look at the good, but then also build such a strong foundation through trust and authenticity that they're willing to ride out the bad and the ugly with you down the road. Again, experiences shape us. And if we are not grounded in our values, we can get quickly out of alignment with who we are and conform to what we think others want us to be. This is how authenticity gets lost in the selling process. You combine this with the pressures of hitting numbers and meeting deadlines And you have a disastrous formula for a decrease in sales. And you don't even know it. This starts to show up in our verbal and nonverbal communications, the tone in which we speak with people, whether we choose to follow up or if we follow up at all. And if we do follow up, is it genuine? Whether we start to make every conversation about what we need or is it more about what they need? We stop coming from a place of help, but rather from a place of inner strife. And the old saying, like I said earlier, is people can sniff bullshit a million miles away. And it has never rung more true when you're having a conversation and trying to um, get someone to buy what you're selling. Guys, this is why feedback is so important. But not just any kind of feedback. You have to have the right person that you trust delivering this kind of feedback And you have to know where to look to get the right kind of feedback. So I have some really great news for you. It's it's not all doom and gloom. If you feel like you have lost authenticity in your journey, in your business, in your conversations, and again, this starts to happen when you get on several sales calls and people aren't buying and they tell you, well, I'm going with a competitor because they're offering X, Y, Z. And then you start going, well, maybe I should offer that, right? Um... Or it starts to confuse you because um, they're seeing more value in other things that you're not offering, right? And so then you don't feel as confident going into these calls and having that authentic conversation. So the good news is, is that there are things that you can do to gut check whether you are in that authentic space. But again, I'll warn you, it starts with getting real and honest with yourself and being willing to hear that feedback. So I'm going to give you four ways that you can gut check on a regular basis, whether, you know, this is weekly or monthly or quarterly. Um, I, you know, like to try to do this, uh, honestly, uh, weekly, sometimes daily, just depending on how I'm feeling about the conversations that I'm having. And some of the, the things that tell me that I'm out of authentic space is when I'm not excited to have a conversation, when... I feel like I'm just going through the motions and I'm not um, really having that 
person's best interest in mind. It's just a, yeah, yeah, okay, I, I need to go through the motions type thing, right? Or maybe um, I, I don't look at numbers before I go into a conversation because subconsciously it makes me stressed and freaked out and that I need to get this client on board because I just looked at the numbers and um, yeah, just and then it just comes out and is translated in a way that um, we don't want it to be. So um, get out a pen and paper. I'm going to give you four different ways that you can gut check to ensure that you are staying within your authentic selves. The first one is journaling. So journaling daily, again, weekly, and then asking yourselves these three questions. So I love journaling when I am all up in my head and my emotions. Sometimes just getting pen on paper helps me external process without having to literally external process with someone. Um, And then I feel like I can attack it from that point. But three things that I typically ask myself every day, but you can do this weekly or quarterly, are what are three things that I'm grateful for? What are three things that I have accomplished that I am proud of? And what are three things that I will accomplish that I'll be proud of? If you do this consistently, okay, for for a week or, you know, for four weeks in a row, you will start to see where you were giving your time and energy the most. Then you need to ask yourself, do they align with my values? And if they don't, where can I get back on track? Number two is at the end of the month or quarter, you can gut check yourself by asking your customers or your friends and your family, um, you know, send out a survey, um, you know, or just organically ask. Like if you have those circle of, of friends, um, you know, I have a, a five to six girlfriends that um, I, I are, are my confidants, right? They're, they're kind of my uh, stakeholders or my board members, if you will, on a personal level. And I will ask them um, this on a regular basis. And it's, if you had to describe me in three words right now, what would they be? And if you're getting the response back of things like stressed, overwhelmed, um, versus passionate, excited, then you know that you're giving off the wrong energy and that is ultimately bleeding into your sales. Okay, and then that would, I would encourage you to do some deep inner work of like, well, why do I feel stressed? Why do I feel overwhelmed? And how can I make that shift and be intentional about it? Number three, at the end of the month, uh, really, uh, here's the thing, guys, I do an analysis at the end of every month. And I look back at who closed on sales and who didn't, okay? And the ones that did, um, I go and I write a column of what went well. Why do I feel like that closed? Why do, what, what went well, okay? Um, and then what didn't go well with the ones that didn't close? And you'll start to see patterns. You'll also start to pull out who your ideal client is, Because selling should be easy. It should be organic. It should be fun. It should not be like pushing somebody up a hill. Number four, and this is probably um, something that I would definitely suggest doing monthly, maybe even quarterly. Um, I did this when I was in corporate America, but I think it's the one of the few things that translates over. uh, and, And I would suggest that you do and it's called the start stop continue exercise. And you make three columns. The first one is the start column. The second one is the stop column. And the third one is the continue. And you say, what are three things that you will start doing next month or next quarter? Okay. 
in the stop column, what are three things you are going to stop doing? And it could be something like stop saying um when talking or stop getting in my head every time someone doesn't do what I want them to do on the sales process. I know that's easier said than done, but those are just kind of examples off of the top of my head. And the third thing would be, what are three things that I'm going to continue doing? And I think this is my favorite bucket because, again, if you look back, if you look over time, if you look back on this over time, you'll start to see the things that work for you. Because if you consistently say at the end of every month that you're going to continue following up using you know, Gwen's follow-up formula, <laughs> let's say, right? Then that's working. That's something you need to focus on. That's something that you need to, con- that, that's powerful, that, that is a, a positive in, in, your, um, in your sales process. And we all need positive. We all need to know that something is working because I got to tell you, there's going to be a time in your sales process where you feel like you've lost control. And selling is a formula. Go back to the basics and determine where have you lost either authenticity, curiosity, or the desire to help. See, guys, systems and formulas are great. But we also have to remember that we're dealing with people. People are messy. And they shouldn't be boxed into a system. So although these systems are great, we have to treat each conversation As if you're having just that a conversation with your girlfriend over coffee. In my opinion, sales conversations are just that. It's a conversation to dive deeper and to understand someone's needs or problems and to determine whether or not you can solve it. If you can't, guys, that's okay. Someone else can. In the space of authenticity, I will tell you that I have told many that I didn't feel like I was the best fit for various reasons And I've actually referred them to others within my network who I genuinely felt like could serve them more and better. That's not a failure to me. That's just being transparent and authentic. 100% of the time, I received gratitude and thanks. And in turn, I have positioned myself to be trusted in the community and a guide to them in the future. I may not be able to serve them now, but perhaps later I will be. And they are going to refer me to others because they know that their friends and their family are going to have a positive experience with me and that I am going to be authentic. Believe it or not, guys, mindset is a big, big part of selling. And it is something that is constantly needing to be worked on. I'll mention it again, but through my B3 framework, again, be sure to check out my website, I show you how to have confidence through authenticity by increasing your sales and revenues and shifting your mindset around selling and then building repeatable sales processes that feel good to you and your prospects, which will in turn save you time, money, and I jokingly say anti-aging cream because we're going to stress less, right? I hope today was so incredibly helpful for you. Guys, I challenge you to take a look at your authenticity, especially during this time of year when you're getting pulled in a million different directions and you have so many different tasks that you have to accomplish. Take the time to journal. Take the time to gut check yourself and ensure that you are staying true to who you are and what you believe. And that starts with your values. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the GT Podcast, where we talk about all things grit and tenacity. Remember, your grit is the best part of you. It's the person you are today. It's what people are actually buying from you. Nobody cares how much you know or what you have to sell until they know how much you care about them. Until next time, stay gritty, girlfriends.